Hi, good evening, guys. Welcome to From the Heart for the Heart. Um, this is going to be the first in a four-part series that we're going to do with a good friend of ours, Derek Borm. And the first part of the series is going to be, I used to be a racist, but Jesus saved me. Um, a quick backstory of how we kind of got to where it is that we're going. Um, Michael, Neil, and I, myself, we decided to change our tone with the message that we were trying to get across to people. And Michael can elaborate that, you know, a little bit himself too. But for a long time, we have been adamant, we've been vocal on social media and in our communities as well too, um, pro-Black Lives Matter. And with the events, with the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and, and just the, just the unrest throughout the country, we Amad ourselves Arbery. felt- Ahmaud Arbery too. My apologies, and Ahmaud Arbery too, which really started to rile up, you know, get the blood boiling again. My, you're right, Derek, you know, yeah, Ahmaud as well. Um, and, and we felt we had to change our tone. You know, we felt we had to change the way we were getting out what it is we wanted to get out. And that was the idea behind the video, this video series that we wanted to do. And we, and I won't tell the whole story myself. I'll kind of pass it along to Michael, but that's what we're starting with from the heart for the heart. So we're bringing you our first part and we're really excited to get into the conversation we're going to get into. Yeah. Uh, me and Brandon, we have been wanting to do something like this for a while and it looks like the stars just aligned. We, I think uh, the universe is telling us we needed to get a few more years on us, a little bit more wisdom, a little bit more knowledge before we put something out into the world. And I believe that now is, now is the time to do that. Uh, this is our guest, me and Woody, me and Brandon. You might call, hear me call him Woody. That's because I know him very well. <laughs> we are the host of From the Heart, For the Heart. And our guest today is Derek Baum. We all went to high school together. Marion Wildcats. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Woody, we graduated together, and Born was our our senior. Graduated a year above us. Yep. Yeah. Big brother. <laughs> Big brother. We all played sports <laughs> together. Myself, I played football with Derek, and I also ran track with him. Yeah. He was far faster than me, but I was on the. T I was blessed to say that I was on the team with him. <laughs> Played basketball with Derek, you know, went to war in the South Seven. South Seven's the toughest conference outside of the public league um, in the state of Illinois. And, um, you know, back in the day, um, <laughs> shout out to Coach Seaman. No, um, and Derek and I, we went to war many times, many battles, both on the road and at home. Um, and it was always an honor, you know, to, to go to war with them. Mike, you know, even going back to junior high, you were always involved with the basketball team as well, too. Um, we used to play, you know, of course, during lunch, during pickups. So we've always bonded on that level of sport. Um, but we've also, as we've grown older, found we've bonded in other ways as well, too, the three of us. Um, and that's, you know, one of the things we also want to have with these conversations as well, too. It's just the love that we have for each other um, as we've grown, as we become men, fathers, um, significant others as well, too, and pillars in our communities. So. Hopefully with this, with this video series, um, we, we get a chance to, you know, from our hearts to your hearts, you know, hopefully open hearts, soften hearts, open eyes and open minds to just a, a different way of thinking, you know, just a ability to have an open conversation about what is probably the toughest conversation to have right now in this country. So hopefully we can move some forward with this video series we want to do. And again, we're really excited. We're really glad Derek 
um, wants to be a part of it with us as well too. Uh, has a lot to say. Very um, well spoken. Very you know intelligent and a, and a, and a nice and a nice guy. You know, very don't you know go and pat yourself on the back a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. a great guy to have. We're excited to have you as part of the first of the four part series, and I'm looking forward to to hearing you know how you feel you know about the way things are going on. I I would say even like um like when we talk we've all like been on the same football field basketball field and everything else and like fought for each other you know had each other's back but then like as a as I've kind of grown older realized like different things like oh man like I didn't necessarily like how would I want to say this like man I had like slights against certain people or slights against like certain i don't know just because of like i don't know the way a guy looked or like you know like and just being able to like not being like ashamed of that like just being able to like talk about it and being able to say ah oh, you know like that wasn't right or that wasn't good you know like i think that's important like in order for us to like admit where we are and then like move past that together and not like separate it's humbling. That's that's definitely a humbling. You have you have, you have to be humble to look back and, and realize that you know and we you know we do it all the time. You know whatever aspect of life it is that we're going through. You know to be able to look back and humble yourself and and man, it makes you such, so much more of a bigger person. You know, um, it, it, man, I say all the time when we talk about some of the things we talked about, Derek, off camera, how much love. I, you know, I have for you, you know, we'll talk about that more, and you know, down the line, man. But just, just that right there. It's just, man, it, it continues to grow because not many people are able to sit here and say this out loud in person, you know, in the public. So that's man, kudos to you, man. That's it's, it, it, it's, it, it makes me emotional, you know, especially in this day and time. It's great to hear, man. And with that, I'm just going to take them back to how this all started, Derek. You had posted something after the George Floyd incident, uh, something that I hadn't seen on from your timeline. And it really tugged at my heart because I, I never saw, it, it really showed me that maybe this is gonna change because I saw somebody who I don't usually see on social media talking about an event like this. And it brought me to message you and I'm going to be completely honest. I, I messaged him. We had coached football together. We played football together. And I had to tell him, man, like, I did not like you at high school, man. You you, you got under my skin. Uh, you bullied me a little bit. And even when we coached football together, I just <laughs> I just could not like you for all the things that happened in high, in high school. And you said, man, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, you want to go on to town? on Marion Square and do a little protest tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, sure, dude. <laughs> sure, man. I mean, I'm down for the cause. It, it was going to be our first protest, my first protest in life, his first protest in life. Me too. Uh, <laughs> what better way to start, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we were going to go out there with our little signs. And then we caught wind that somebody in Marion also was putting together one on the same day that we were going to. So we decided to just combine and just go with theirs. A couple hours later, it wasn't like, 
it wasn't like oh it's a, it was just like an hour and a half later there was an official protest <laughs> we like yeah we'll, wow. we'll, just, we'll do that that's 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 crazy yeah. that's crazy so, so then you guys went to you guys protested you guys went to the protest yeah you know, obviously um how was it well it was quite Actually, let me back up let me back up because half of our viewing audience they're not from southern illinois <laughs> <laughs> so um it, it's, it can be it can it can get a little crazy you know with with certain things like that so whenever i ask you how was it that's what i mean you know was it peaceful was it confrontational mm. what was it, you know for the most part it was peaceful uh we I got there early. I, I like to be there early just to scope out the scene, see sure. what's going on before anything happens. And I was interviewed by a few people, and uh, a few. <laughs> <laughs> I made a few appearances. Okay. <laughs> our mayor was out there, so that was a good okay. as well. He's a good dude. Sure that nothing was hap nothing bad happening. That it stayed peaceful. So right. I showed up first, and I was just sitting there, waiting for Derek to show up. A little nervous because I, I hadn't seen Derek in some years since we coached football. So it's sure. gonna be a, it's gonna be a reunion of sorts, and that's when he walked up to me. And mm -hmm. I'll let you take that away, Born, because when I saw it, <laughs> yeah, man. So like, I had I had to make an agreement with my wife to to uh, not stay past sundown because like, um. I don't want to say this. Uh, there have been bomb threats called into the uh, square. Oh, wow. Um, and I can't verify this, but, you know, like it would um, just knowing Southern Illinois, um, just, you know, some racist people. Um, I can't, I, I feel like I'm, I'm overstepping my boundaries on what I, you know, factual knowledge, you know, but like it, it had felt that way to me. It might not be true, but, you know, it's um, so you know, there have been bomb threats made at the square. So my, I had to, I had to promise my wife, like that, you know, before sundown, I'm, I'm back home. So she, she ended up dropping me off and picking me up there. So like we, had, like, <laughs> but yeah, no doubt. I, I wasn't going to flake on that, bro. But, um, yeah, man, like, uh, it was, it was peaceful. Um, and I think there was a there was a group of bikers there, and once okay. once, the, once the protester to, protesters had realized that like they weren't there to like silence the protesters, they were they were actually just there out of like um, fear, you know, like just out of fear of what it what had happened around the nation. Like okay. they didn't want they didn't want riots or or that to happen, right. Marion. Right. And right. once 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 those two kind of got like talking and and leveled out it was like it was really actually a lot chill after the after that so like yeah once once everyone got on the same kill kill like it was it was it was a peaceful protest i know i for one have never been more proud of my hometown you know than that day i mean i'm if you know me you know i love sports <clears throat> so normally it's sports related so I think about when the high the basketball team went to the super sectional a couple of years ago. That was big. You know, we had the game winning shot against East St. Louis. I was proud to be a Marion uh, for Marion, you know, Marion Wildcat alum. But that day, you know, seeing that protest, 
you know, I, I was, I wasn't a man. I was so proud, you know, and I'm glad it was, you know, you, you know, lean and Mike from the conversations we had and Derek as I'll, you know, kind of tie in just in a second, it was not, it wasn't surprising to see you there, you know? Um, but it was, it, the, the one and two were you guys, one and one a were you guys. And that was awesome. And I'll say that because, um, to kind of lead to where we got into this video idea was, um, you know, uh, kind of going back to what I said before about changing our tone for this would have been maybe a week after every, the George Floyd incident. And I was hot, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, in person, you know, you, if you, if you guys see me on any of the social medias um, it, and you know, how people, there's a real you and a social, that was me. That's all me. 100%. You know, that was, that's how I felt. And it, and Oh man, goodness! I was so angry and starting starting to lash out, you know, and and that was outside of my my spirit, if you will, you know, not not how I, you know, that's how I felt, but it was outside of who I am. And at the same time that that was happening, I'm getting messages from people who I haven't talked to in a long time. I've never had a conversation about this before. Asking, how can I help? What can we do? You know, how how can how can I learn? How can I be better? You know what I mean? And they and they were and they were coming to me. And it made me feel like I got to do something more with this little small platform that I have. And I'm talking with you about it, Mike. I was like, Mike, dude, I, I, we got to do something different. I, you know, I got to do something. We're angry. We're out here double teaming people, you know, on, on, on face on. And I mean, hey, they deserved it. You know, they needed to get the information that they needed. Um, Derek, you, you know, you, we were involved in conversations with people as well, too. And it was a conversation. We won't use the person's name necessarily, but it was on your post, Derek. And how I posted that information and, and her response to that and how it opened her eyes. You know what I mean? And, and I was getting messages from other people saying the same thing. I've been following you really since the Colin Kaepernick thing and we're opening, we're opening eyes. And I was seeing that too. So I had a conversation with Mike. Um, I said, dude, I'm going to shut down social media for a couple of days and we got to, I got to come back. We're going to come back with something that's going to be better. Shut social media down for two days. One of the days I shut it down was actually blackout day. So it worked out perfect, you know, for me. But when I came back, um, the very first thing I saw protest wise was the video of you guys at the square, you know, protesting. Um, Mike, I saw your interview with Channel 6 News. And of course, I messaged you and you're like, yo, man, watch my live video. Listen to what Derek said. I'm like, Derek, you know, Derek Bourne? He's like, yeah, he was there too. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I saw, um, I saw your sign, which was gave me the idea for the title of our first part which is i used to be a racist but jesus saved me and man it moved me it moved me to tears you know i you know we'll post it again you know um on the, either in a link on the video we'll make sure you guys can see it if you haven't seen it yet these two guys right here i'm proud to be sitting in the same you know conversation with them now you know i'm proud to call them friends i'm proud to call them brothers and listening to these two guys, especially you, Derek, tell your story, move me to why we're here today, you know, and I won't steal too much of the spotlight, Derek, you know, um, we're going to give you that opportunity to continue to tell that story, continue to, you know, to push that forward too. But that's really how we are where we are today. That's really how we got our motivation for from the heart for the heart. And um, we were excited. You know, we, we really hope that this is going to, you know, everyone can be as moved as we were by what we've been feeling over these last couple of weeks. So yeah, Derek, man, if you want to, you know, I used to be the racist, but Jesus saved me. What, you know, how, <laughs> how? <laughs> I, I want to know, when did you, 
when you decided to make that that poster so i mean like well we was out there like 6 30 so like 5 30 i came home and i was like man i'll just write a i'll write a sign like it says john 316 because like that's that that's like you know red yellow black and white bro like you know what i mean like john 316 isn't like don't get yeah don't get me started but uh red yellow black and white bro um but then it was like you know jesus like takes like our sin and um he he doesn't address like external practices you know what i mean like oh if you just fix like um you know like the way you talk to people like that's good enough like mm -hmm. jesus then like takes it and then like applies it to the heart like if we were to look at like matthew 5 or 5 through 7 that's the sermon on the mount he then takes it he says like if you look at a woman with lust in your heart like you have already committed adultery mm -hmm. so he then like takes everything and makes it harder you know what i mean like and it, that would be crazy. Like, if, if you wanted me to obey a law, if you wanted me to obey, man, just God's moral law. Like, we all know the Ten Commandments in America. You know what I mean? Like, if you wanted me to obey that to the T, like, I couldn't. Mm -hmm. But Jesus supplies strength through the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's, that's what's um, changed me. Like, cause we act like Christianity sometimes in America is this thing where it's like, oh, just, just say this prayer, accept this thing in your mm -hmm. heart and then move on with your life. Yeah. Um, but Christianity mm -hmm. through the past 2000 years, um, I would call it orthodoxy. Um, it has been a part, like you were changed and then you are continually changed. Like you should mm -hmm. seek continual change in your life. Um, and if you if you don't have the continual change in your life, um, Jesus would say like, "You're not you're not a part of me," and that those are like hard words to hear. But um, and gosh, the the preacher in me wants to like go out and nuance that out. But like we'll we'll move <laughs> on. Uh, like the pastor in me like wants to tell people like, "Hey, bro, like Jesus is for you." So move on. Um, but so racism, I think we've all like can agree that like, um, it's not necessarily something like that we're like born, like knowing. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of the things that Brandon was talking about, like the story that Mike and I were talking about, like I was five years old when I was taught racism. So yeah. like, um, we had finished a meal, like and a family member had approached me and like, so I was in kindergarten and um, a family member had approached me and like a deceased family member um, and said like, so Derek, like, what do you, what do you call them nowadays? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm five years old. And my, I had told my, like my best friend, he was, he was black. Mm -hmm. um, we played together on the playground, like, Played chase with the girls together. You know what I mean? Like, Sounds about tag, like you. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all whatever. I forget all the games. You know, we'd play like, but um, uh, you know. So she, you know, and then 
like knew that my best friend was black. So like she said, what do you, what do you, what do you call them now? And then um, proceeded to list like uh, six or seven, you know, the N word, the um, a lot, a lot more words. Towards towards. Yeah, I won't, I won't repeat them ever. Yeah, sure. Um, but she, she said those, and like I, I don't have like the only thing I took away from that, like, and my mom wasn't around, like my mom. My mom isn't a racist, but like my mom, like, wasn't there for, to protect me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think my mom had eventually overheard and like, you know, threw the the gauntlet down. Mm-hmm. But uh, but like, what I took away from that, like, at five years old, was like, oh, am am I not supposed to like be friends with with this guy? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it kind of like it, it planted a seed there that might have that might have been bigger than what I thought it was. Um, it's family. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, we as a church like have like heard stories from from different people. Um, we, a lot of us have had family members who have said something. It implanted that, um, you know, in us, and and it was it was something that like I can't say like I, right then I like willfully took up, mm-hmm. but like um, I think eventually um, there was there were seeds that 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 was like the one seed that started um, little things, maybe like passive aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's all that it takes. Our minds are so fresh and somebody that we love, we we seem to forget that segregation only ended not that long ago. So we have family members who were alive during the segregation era. So that hate is instilled in them, that that divisiveness is instilled in them. And (coughs) sometimes that's called a generational curse from what I know. And it's just passed on from the next generation to the next generation until somebody decides to actually break that thing. Break it. Yeah, bro. Like just just cutting off the, cutting off the, I don't know where, I don't want to like, but like just hearing elderly people say like, it's a Christian idea that um, white people and black people shouldn't marry. Mm -hmm. And um, the only Christian idea is that a Christian should marry a Christian. Um, and if you're outside that, like Christians don't marry Muslims, Christians don't marry, you know what I mean? Like that's the divider, not a right. melanin level in your daggum skin tone, bro. Right, right. <laughs> and I don't want you to think that that's just a white thing, Derek, because I, I grew up in church too. And I have yeah. friends who, who strictly say, I don't want you dating outside of your parents have raised them. Don't date outside of your race. Don't date a white woman. Don't date blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not just white people who two, two yokes cannot two unequal yokes. Don't date a Muslim. Right. Because right. It's going to mix. Well, I've heard it all. <laughs> right. Yep. Dang. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's and, not close to you. Yeah. And that's like, you know, oh, man. that's common. 
I don't want to. I don't want to like necessarily disagree or you know or anything. Because it's it, it's. I was having a conversation, you know, with somebody the other day, and we were talking about. Um, and this going to kind of get off topic. Is is can um, white people experience racism? Is what it was. Um, matter of fact, it's a question in a in a form I recently took, and my answer to that, in the sense of what we were talking about, I said no, and the, and the with the idea of it being systematic, and part of systematic is exactly what we're just talking about, Derek, like how it just popped in your head, and or passed down from a family member when you're young, too young to even know anything different, and that's probably what happened going back and back and back, you know, to where you don't know anything until you just snap, you know, part of that systematic thing, but. Like the flip to what you're talking about, you know, Mike, um, in a way, if that if our parents are telling us that same thing, in a way, it's almost the same prejudice. You know I, what I mean? I, I know. You use that I, word I was just, prejudice. Mm-hmm. And that's what people got to understand. Racism and prejudice are two different things. Mm-hmm. not the same thing. You know, right. For somebody to be racist, you have to think that you're racist superior. You know, that's true too. <laughs> you got to be true too. You know, now I believe that uh, there are people in our community, Brandon, that think that uh, that are prejudiced towards white people for the simple fact that they've seen what happened to us and they're just, they want that revenge. And some people right. who just see what has happened to some of the people in our community and are terrified for our future generations to right. not see that happen again to them. Right. Right. You're right. That's a good way of putting it. That's a good way of thinking about it. So, like, you know. also, also to piggyback on what you guys are saying, so, like, modern-day uh, critical race theory um, or critical theory or it has many different terms. Uh, some people call it, like, Marxism, but um, that has that's so... Bland. We're getting into something else. Yeah. Uh, but, but that would say that would say that... so. According to this in academia, that um, racism only occurs between um, the oppressed and the oppressor. Mm-hmm. That's Mike, what I've always been led to believe. Mike hit teaching? on the word prejudice. So Mike, Mike was catching like onto, you know, more than like yeah, yeah. So like it, mm-hmm. you could anyone like it isn't yeah. Like I don't want to yeah. say like, you know, it isn't just white people or black people like this is far beyond even you and i you know what i mean yep yep yeah just feeling superior in any way what what the book of james chapter two would call the sin of partiality okay um, saying that that one person is superior to the other Mm -hmm. um based upon i mean he he says like you know rich or poor you know walking in with some someone who has nice clothes on and not clothes you know rags on like um just defining superiority among people um but god doesn't see people as superior you know right. like a human right. being man right that's obviously that's the goal yeah. you know i think we talked about this in one of our you know pre-meetings is um the the difference you know i think you touched on it derek is we're just a couple of shades darker 
you know, we have a, our, our uh, melanin gene is just turned on a little bit higher than other people's are. You know, that's, that's at this, really at this point, that's it. You know, I mean, we, it's cliche, but cliches is funny as you get older. Cliches are true. Um, we bleed the same. I cut you, I cut you, Derek, I cut you, Mike, the, the blood's going to be crimson red, all the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not going to change. And it's, it's, uh, and, and obviously, especially with these last, I'm, I'm no doubt in my mind, things are going to be different than every other time there's been an uprising for black lives. You know, it's because they're all the other financial backing behind it from and, and people just getting off left and right for being, you know, not literally off, but left and right for their racist comments and Confederate statues getting torn to the, you know what I mean? We're literally watching the, physical fall of white supremacy when we're seeing these confederate statues and 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 things such as that literally being toppled over you know and and so it's hopefully this is we're finally moving into the direction where i think i said like when i was 10 my mom had the same conversation to me that i had to have with my 10 year old a week ago just like we're talking about generational curses it's time to break that it's time to cut that off and i really think we're going to be at the point to where our kids can all finally just grow up. You know, our kids wouldn't worry about it, but in general, you know what I mean? It's no longer that it, something to even think about, you know? And, um, Derek, I want, I want to go back to your sign. I, I want to give you my point of view, give the viewers my point of view from just, just seeing it. I didn't, I ex expected us to just go out there, just have a few, Black Lives Matter on our signs, uh, Together We Rise, just, you know, generic things that people have been putting on their signs. And I'm blind without my glasses, so I see you coming up. <laughs> and I'm trying to read your sign. And I'm also getting interviewed. I, it almost made me stop my interview because I was just like, hold on. I once was racist, but Jesus saved me. And I had the opportunity to enter interview on my live and let me tell you man before before i saw you out there i was angry i was ready to burn the world down because i didn't see any hope i didn't see any chance that this was going to get better it was just going to be a continuous cycle where we chanted black lives matter and it would die down in a few months and then somebody else would die and it would just be a repeated process and when I saw your sign, I was shocked. I, 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 I was brought with so many emotions and it gave me hope that, man, maybe this- I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say the same thing. It gave me hope too, dude. It, man, you don't, it, I'm, yeah. I can't even, I'm gonna get emotional again, dude. You uplifted me so much. At the first thing I saw when I came back, I scrolled past whatever Trump was saying or whatever this person was saying, or even a post that was getting on somebody and I saw you guys and it, man, man, it, it was so heartwarming there got that sign. It means so much, it's, you know, it shows we can change. Yeah, man. Yeah, because like, even just like what we're talking about here, like I believe, Man, that the gospel, the gospel is like a serious hope in in the matter of racism, but also in in every other um, sin in our lives. Because not only can it 
can it bring the person who is committing the sin to repentance? Like not only can it, can it bring the person who is doing the wrong to say, Hey, you know, I'm wrong. Like, can you forgive me? Um, it can bring that, but then at the same time, the person who's, who's been sinned against, who doesn't need, like, if you've been sinned against, you, you don't need to repent. You don't need to ask for forgiveness. You need healed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the gospel, yeah. there's hope that you can be healed um, through Jesus. And like, that's, it's literally the only hope that I've, I've seen. Um, so it was like the only, the only message like that I could ever yeah. like give to someone that says, Hey man, like if you've been hurt or if you've been the hurt, er, I just made up a word. That's hey, you're, you hurt. You hurt. The, hurt the, the party that has done the hurt. There you go. <laughs> Like, so, uh, my, that we can my, be reconciled. My my question to you would be: With you being a pastor, first and foremost, I never saw you being a pastor in my life, man. Right. I, I, I was going to say the same. I thing. never saw that coming in my life. Just from what how we were in high school, you know, I, I we were in the locker rooms. We did some crazy stuff in the locker room. We won't go there, but the locker room, the boys' locker room. It gets crazy. Locker room talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw you were a pastor. So my question is, how tough was that to wrestle with that racism, acknowledging that racism, mm. actually putting that out there to the world that, hey, I had this and I need to deal with this. Mm. I piggyback off that real quick because I was going to ask the same thing. When did you, when did you see the light? I guess, you know what I mean? Almost, if you will, just to use a cliche, to piggyback yeah. off that. Yeah. 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 Um, so this has been like a, I mean, this is, this is years in the making. Like it wasn't just some sort of, oh, uh, you know, like week long, you know, oh, you know, this wasn't like, like God bless George Floyd and his life and what has happened since then. Like, but like in, in my life, like it, it hasn't just been this thing where it's like, that was the starting point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. um, I started seeing, you know, um, I think when, when you come under the authority of Christ, um, he starts to change things in your life. And, um, CS Lewis, he, he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, but he also was a, mm-hmm a Christian writer. And he said something to the effect of, you know, when the, when the Holy spirit comes into your life, um, it's almost like a, he comes into your house and you, you, you describe your, your life as a house. Um, he starts, um, like kicking the plumb lines. He starts breaking down walls and, uh, he starts moving in your heart and your life. And, um, it isn't always comfortable. It isn't always fun, um, but it's always good. Because mm-hmm. because in order for him to to take your house, you know, and and build it into, I don't even want to say a mansion, but like a prettier house. You know what I mean? <laughs> a, a strong foundation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, right. Okay. Like, there's some work that's going to need to be done. Renovations. Yep. 
um, a few of those things, like I'll just say in my life was um, the way, the way I saw women, the way I treated women. Those were the first right away things. Um, the way I saw authority. I mean, the way I respected people the, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, he starts calling to mind like things that have happened in my past um, with what I'd said to, to men who are black, to black men, um, what I had done to black men um, that degraded them, that said you were, you, I want to make sure you know that you're not, that you're a lower echelon. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so like, you know, when, when he, he like, when, when I'm looking at the Bible and it puts a standard here and I owe an apology, like you best believe like for the glory of God, I need to give that apology. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I got, I've been trying to make apologies for, um, you know, the past few years for like just of different to different men, um, who I had wronged in my past, who had said things or done things. Um, I'm sure I, I don't have the best memory. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm sure I might owe a couple more. And like, if anyone hears this and I owe them one, like, please reach out. Um, but yeah, man. So like it, it, that there'd been this like movement that God had stirred in me of like, yeah, like, reconciling me to other men mm -hmm. well, who are now men mm -hmm. when we might have been young men um and so when i see it i i've also come to know like even just like calling it out like that's not bad but doesn't fix anything mm -hmm. you know like i can't if i call it out like hey man that's a racist remark well, he's just not going to say it aloud anymore. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, right. Hey man, don't do that. Well, yeah. I mean like, well, he just now knows and like, not to do it around you. Yeah. Like, and I'm still like going to say it, but like, right. It doesn't fix anything. And I think until we're ready to face that demon, that that's just going to happen. You, you can lose your job. You can lose, a home, but you're still going to have, that's, that's going to probably amplify the hate in your heart because they are the cause of your distraught. So until you realize, Hey man, maybe I am wrong. It's, it's not going to help at all. Mm -hmm. Just why I had to change my tone. What you know. what was the original question though? Because dude, I am so bad. About <laughs> you're you're answering it. You're answering it with just you know how and when and 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 you. I mean, uh, you went deeper. You know, with how you your where your humility came from. You know, you it was like you said it was over a course of time. You know, I think about a time. Um, Derek, I don't remember the year uh, when I saw you at the Morris football game in Morris, Illinois, and. Like you, Michael, um, I hadn't seen Derek since high school. Um, I too had run-ins with Derek, you know, as we were off, you know, I'll say right now, and Derek, you say you don't have a good memory, but I'll be the one to tell you, you never called me anything derogatory. 
you know, or anything like that. But we weren't always. That's debated. You know, huh? That's debated. Well, let's, I mean, I, I, let's put it this way, man. We never, and I think I've told you this before, like I was a smart kid and I knew I couldn't take you on, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. I knew that. <laughs> that was the other thing, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, no, we, we clashed, you know what I mean? It's not like I sat there and didn't say anything. We went back and forth. We had, you know, our little, and honest, most of the time it was just over us being too, we had egos, you know, that's really what it boiled down to, you know, more times than not. Cause like I said, man, you invited me to your home, you know, when we were in high school, we went to war on, on the basketball court. I knew if something was going down, you know, you had my back. Um, but again, like, like Mike said, there's still some hostility, you know, that I may not even have realized was totally there, but fast forward to Morris, this would have been seven, eight years, almost after school. Um, I, I saw you at the game, you're on the coaching staff. And I, as we kind of made eye contact and I'm walking up to you, kind of like what you said, Mike, I, I was just kind of like, man, what's going to happen? <laughs> you know, we talked before about um, how in our pre-production meeting about how in the Midwest guys always ride each other. You know what I mean? That's how we know we're buddies. <laughs> we're always, you know, ragging each other and everything. And that was part of why I had my guard up. Like, man, not, I'm not going to let this guy get me. We ain't seen each other and he's not going to get the one up on me. But there was also some of that animosity from years past. And when I got close enough to you to see your face and to feel your energy, I, I said this to you, I couldn't be around you because I, I, I like to think I'm a positive person and have a good spirit, but my spirit wasn't right when I was walking up to you. There was anger and there was frustration and there was something about the way you smiled, the way you're like, hey, Woody, man, what's up? It was like, I can't stand next to you right now because you're making me mad for not let me be mad at you almost <laughs> for a split second you know um we embrace you know what are you up to what do you got going on and that's when you said you're a pastor and i had the same reaction mike had but i couldn't hide it behind the screen like you i, I couldn't even act like man that's great like a pastor like they're born like hey man that's awesome and that's when i knew there was a change in you you know in some kind of way you know what you're talking about i got to see you already have gone through it. And to have been able to, as somebody with our past, you know, um, to have been able to feel it coming up to you that this is not Derek Bourne, you know, from the mid to late uh, 2000s, you know, this was 2010s Derek Bourne and on, you know, and um, we, we got scammed, we got a butt kicks that day, Morse triple option was insane, we couldn't do nothing. Um, so, but yeah, dude, that was whenever I realized, yo, this is a different guy. You know what I mean, man? And that, that's another powerful, you know, moment, you know, that you've opened my eyes to there's hope, you know, as we were talking about, you know, opened my heart to realize that, man. So I'll never forget that moment either. That's definitely for sure. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate that. Like, there, I appreciate you, man. There was certain there, and I want to like. I think I might have glanced over. Like I had this idea. Um, there were certain like when we change. Like change usually happens over like you know years or you know, like right. people don't just like change. You know what I mean? Like it's it's right. a slow process. Any pastor would tell you that. Any counselor, therapist, you know what I mean? Like would tell you like people like it so, like don't get me wrong god can 
flip a switch, you know, um, but like a, a majority, not would even, you know, like even, I don't know the right word here, majority or a lot of the time or whatever. Um, people like take a long time to change. And there was things that like happened in my life where, where even just like admitting there's a problem in our society. Um, so one of the, one of the things that had happened in like our society, one of the things that like, one of the stories I have that like, um, I would, I played when I played football in college, um, me and my buddy, you know, more guys on the team were black than were white, but um, they were just, they could jump higher and run faster, it felt like. <laughs> Is that racist? I don't know. No, no, but you were, you, bro, you are a heck of an athlete, too. Like, that's not play. It's just like, <laughs> it feels like, yeah, as a white guy in college sports, you're like, it's hard. Working twice as hard to be half as good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder where we got that from. <laughs> oh man, everyone's a freak athlete. Division one football, though. So of course, of course, like you know, you get a scholarship check. Like, what's the first thing you want to do? You know, and this was like right. you know, stupid kid days. But like, we went to Schnucks and we were gonna buy a bottle of whatever. We were, we just turned 21, you know, right. like, you know, the year before, like, so we're going to go buy a bottle of like whatever we want. And Schnucks has like, I mean, just like eight or nine rows of whatever you want. And like, they're long and like, right. you know, it was, it was, it was more than whatever they have in Southern Illinois. Like, you know, it, it was a lot of liquor and you know, we're picking up a bottle and we're like, oh, no, I want that one. You know, and this is like a we're like 20 minutes into this thing. Like we are not we don't know. We don't even, we haven't seen everything that's on the shelves and we don't know what's available to us. We don't even know what we don't know the difference between bourbon or whiskey. Like we don't <laughs> <Right>. know. <laughs> right. And we're just looking and we're pick, like, oh, no, I want that one. No, that one's birthday cake or, you know, like all of a sudden. Sure. And then, right. And then, like, my buddy notices, like, you know, a clerk following us, and I'm blind to it. And I'm like, no, like, you know, and then, well, I wouldn't, I didn't say no until he, like, pointed it out. And he's like, hey, man, like, let's put our bottles down and let's, let's go get our, you know, our, we were going to get, like, these, they make these trays of, like, just a heat up dinner that are pretty good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and he was like yeah let's go let's go get our dinners and then we'll come back and i'm like you're crazy you're paranoid you're you know i was like no bro like chill out and um he's like okay you know and we're like we go to the next aisle over and all of a sudden like the guy's like you know checking stuff you know checking prices you know with his whatever he's got when we go to the next aisle over, he goes to the next aisle over. Right. You're like, oh. And I was like, okay, maybe. Next aisle over, you know, he goes to the next aisle over. And you're like, oh, that guy's not doing some random – he's not looking at the the bottles and stuff. He's making right. sure that we don't steal something. Right. 
And like never, never in my life, you know, I, I was 21. Never in my life had I ever experienced something like that. Um, but he was, he was a large black man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're 6'4", 260, like, you can be intimidated. Like, he, he was, I wasn't 6'4", 260. But like, <laughs> right. you know, like, but like, yeah, you're like, whoa, okay. Hmm. Never experienced that in my life. Um, and that, that's that, actually, that actually is real. And, he, you know, and like in talking to him, it was just like, you know, that, that wasn't, wasn't even close the first time that's happened to him. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, like, I've had ever since, even since, you know, uh, I've had a couple of people talk to me about like, man, I, I, walking on the street, you know, if, if I was to come, like, and there was a, a black man there, like, I would be a scared, I would be scared and cross the street. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That wasn't exactly what people have told me. But like, it's similar to what people have told me since, you know, we've um, made our signs and stuff. But like, people just want to know, like, okay, I, I realize this might not be correct, or right. And there might be something in me, but like, what, what then do I do about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think like that's like a first step. Like that's like a, okay, yeah, right. Like that's a really good sign. That's not a bad sign where you say, um, okay, I think you know there might be kind of like how like me and my buddy. Like, okay, I don't think you're lying anymore. Um, right. Yeah. When you when you go into a gas station and you you get followed around or you get accused of stealing something when you haven't like, Oh yeah. I believe you. Right. Um, yeah, man. And I think that had to do with you, uh, getting out of Illinois, getting out of Southern Illinois where everybody knows you, you know, it's, it's, it's all good and well when everybody knows you in town. But once I, I went to the military I got to meet other people from different walks of life and I got to see from their point of view. So I mm. think that's always a good thing. Uh, people think, Oh no, this just happens in the movies. No, I can tell you me. I, I don't know about what I know. Woody me. I'm known as a Oreo <laughs> black on the outside, white on the inside. You know, I, I, I don't act. I, I don't act black enough and I'm not white. So I'm in a little gray area. And I've been that way for since my high school years. I know that for sure. I always get since the, you yeah. realize what since you realize what the, what that term. You know, yeah, got, you know, like, <laughs> yep. Like you're you're black, but you're not black one. You know, <laughs> you know yep. Yeah, you're not like the other ones. <laughs> you know, I'm more comfortable around you. You know, um, I was thinking though, kind of, you know, piggybacking off what Derek said. Um, about people asking what to do. Um, it's funny because the first thing I thought of is I'm, I'm not familiar with the 12 steps, but isn't the first one admitting that the issue is not one of the first things is admitting the problem in order. And that's the hard part, the easy part. And that's still the hardest thing to do. You know, um, you saying that Derek, and people are asking that that's kind of what was one of the ideas behind us doing this was we were getting asked that question. 
And these were people that, like I said, there wasn't, like some of the other people I talked to who got a piece of my mind, friends, these are friends who we've never had this conversation before. And I was so angry. I wasn't, I think it was like you said, Derek, bash, continuing to bash them over the head with it. You know what I mean? And we need to stop doing that, you know, as a people. And I'm talking to, you know, black people right now, like, um, obviously we're going to go to battle with the, with the bigots anyway, you know, that's that. But for the people that are seeking, you know, information or I changed, um, we got to stop beating them on the head at some point because for them, that's, that's the hardest part is admitting that, but it's going to get harder as it is, as we start educating and diving in and I'm still learning stuff that I didn't even realize has gone on in this country. It's going to get really uncomfortable, really hard. You and it's so it's best that we give a message like this. It's best that as we're educating, we're talking, it's from the heart to the heart, like what we're talking about. You know, where Derek, you're talking about your experiences and how you've humbled and changed over the years. Um, man, that's got to be the way that we got to get this message out to the people that truly want um, to, man, get some more clear understanding. They want to love, you know, they want to be open. So. You know, yeah, again, this is a good idea because it's going to get, it's going, this is the easy part right now. You know, and it's easy because we've already been here before. Our parents were here. Our grandparents were here. We've been at this point, you know, now we got to roll through this thing and keep fighting, you know, because it is going to get ugly. So, but this is why we're doing this, you know, to have some light, you know, and otherwise, you know, dark, you know, period. So, yeah, I agree, Derek. I agree. Well, as as we are coming to our close, um, I just I just want to thank both of the gentlemen, Derek. Thank you for igniting a new light in me, man. Um, and I'm I'm not kidding in that, man. I I was in a dark place, and just it's, it's the universe, God, however you want to say it. Something step set in motion to where my light was rekindled because I got to speak with you. I got to see you again. It came from the most unexpected person that I thought it would come from. And I just want to thank you for that because I, it, it's just giving me a, giving me a second win. Mm. Yeah, man. I, I real quick, Derek, before we let you, you know, finish up, I want to thank both you guys too. Um, Mike, I'll start with you. We've been talking about doing a podcast or some kind of a discussion or conversation for for a while. You know what I mean? A couple of years now. And and I said to you before we even got into this, what it was like, it wasn't the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens when it's supposed to happen. You know, um, as we grew up in the church, you know, it's, 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 it's isn't always on time, but it's always on time. You know, mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact word. It's when it's supposed to be. So I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we finally uh, got a chance to sit and put this together too um, and continue this, you know, video series. There's so much more to talk about. You know, so many other people probably may be encouraged like you, Derek, to want to come on and share the same thing. And that's awesome. Um, And also going right back to Derek, I want to thank you for, for having the courage to do that. You know what I mean? It takes, man, it takes more of a man than a lot of the men that I know to come here and, and even to show up in Southern Illinois with that sign mm-hmm. and then taking it a step further. And, you know, you know, we don't have thousands, tens of thousands of viewers, but we all have a pretty decent following of people that may not exactly know any of this that's going on. So I want to thank you for that too, Derek. And, and 
Whereas Mike said when he saw that post, um, the shock and surprise, um, that wasn't the case, you know, with us, Derek. You know, something we can talk about at another time. But when I saw you um, after the George Floyd thing and, and all this, you know, really the uprising started to come and you were being more vocal, I just kind of sat back with a half smile, you know, and that's a little inside story. You know, like I said, we can talk about it another day. But again, I want to, bro, I want to thank you. You know, it's, you uplifted my spirits so much. You know, you guys have given me so much hope. Um, I'm not even, uh, man, I, I have my notification set for my social media to follow you guys. You know, if you guys post something or say something, I'm trying to see what it is. If not, you know, I'm really trying to limit, you know, my, you know, my access to anything else, man, unless you guys are getting on there. Even if you get on there to get on to somebody, you know, I know it's going to come with some truth and it's going to come you know, from a, from the heart, you know, for their heart, you know, going that little tag right there too. So, um, yeah, Derek, again, you know, I want to thank you for having me on the show, man, and, and coming on and talking with us and, and the floor is yours. If you want to say anything else, you know, before we kind of close up. Yeah, man, much respect to like, to you and to you and Mike. Um, I know like you both like pour into young men, um, both in your communities and you have impact in that way. So like, I cannot like picture a better place to ever spend hours of my day than with guys who are making an impact in young men's lives. Like that I, I'll give my life to that. Like I'll give, I want to give my life to what you guys give your lives to. So uh, much respect to, to you two guys. And, uh, um, and I had a thought, but I had to get that off my chest. Um, I appreciate you, man. Hold on. Give me a second. You're good. <laughs> You're good. Let's see. I got ADHD. But, um, Some can, the CTEs from all those. No. You know, from football. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, man. Um, Yeah, I think just overall, like we're even just like the the positive message we're we're trying to put out there is not that like no one's asking people to to apologize for sins that they haven't committed. Like no, like this isn't like trying to be like um, if you haven't like been racist towards someone or if you haven't like done things that were wrong like no one's asking you to to uh to to apologize for things that you haven't done you know what i mean like um but but also in the same you know right after i say that i want to say like search your heart though like mm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. like um yep ask god to search your heart um i think that um both in in the same end like um God will show, like Tim Keller says, has this beautiful quote that says that, that in the gospel, we see that God loves us far more than we could ever dream. And we are far more flawed than we could also ever dream. Um, so that, that if, if we start searching our hearts and we're, we're scared about it, like bring this to the Lord, that would be my invitation. Um, and you'll find a God um who's very compassionate who is gentle and lowly um 
So would you give me the honor to um, uh, end us in prayer? Almost definitely. Yes. On yes, please. Episode? Yeah, please. Yeah, man. I'm going to finish with a, with a beautiful scripture, too. Please, go ahead. Four is yours. Father, you are you're holy. You are just. Um, and and we we are not holy and um we need you lord we need um all that you are jesus you say come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest you invite us to take your yoke jesus and you say learn from me for i am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your soul um and lord we we rest in that soul we rest in that yoke we rest in the fact that you have paid a price for our sin and that you invite us to bring that sin to you like this is this is the greatest news in all the world i pray that you would um Man, that you would give boldness to our police in this time, um, that they would endure, that that they would, um, man, that they would do what's right. There, there's so many that are policing themselves, and we thank you for that, Lord. I ask that you would bring justice to the family of Rihanna Taylor. I ask that you would bring justice to the family of Ahmaud Arbery. I ask that you would bring justice for George Floyd, Lord. Um, and that we as Christians wouldn't be, we, we would do as Micah 6, 8 says, to do justice and walk humbly. Oh, Lord, you are good. Man, thank you for for bringing Mike into my life through coaching and back into my life through coaching and, and Brandon. Um, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Derek. Thank you for that. Thanks for having me, dude. Oh, man. Thank you. Um, that's it for, you know, from the heart, for the heart, our, our first episode in and what we would like to be a nice four-part series that we're going to do, we're going to open up our hearts and open up our minds, you know, to being better. Um, yeah, like the video, share the video, get, let's get the message out. You know, this guy, you know, he's obviously humbled himself enough to be here. Let's, let's spread his message because there's, there's more people that probably need to hear this to take the step forward. Um, yeah, like the, like the video, share the video. And join us for our next one when we're going to talk about what do we do, you know, now that we have opened up our hearts, what do we do next so we can continue to be better, you know, citizens for each other and citizens in this world. So thanks for listening uh, or watching, I should say, or listening if you're moving around as well, too. Derek, thanks for coming on again, man. I'll talk to you soon. And Mike, and as always, it was great talking to you. And I know we will talk again real soon. Oh, much love. And until next time.